0: I was a door-to-door sky lady for a while. So was I. So.
1: Randomly. I don't think, I think it was a scam. I I don't think it was a real job. Did you make money? No. I did. (laughs) (laughs) One says yes, one says no. and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr. We have a fantastic show for you today. A little bit later on, we're going to be talking about ditching the razors and hashtag January. But first, let me introduce you to our incredible guest this week, our Her Editor. No, you're not. No. Nope. You're not our editor. That's going to piss some people off. Yeah. <laughs> our Her Beauty Editor. I'm actually just going to keep going. Is Rebecca O'Keefe. Welcome. Thank you. So nice to have you back. And also beauty blogger and social media superstar extraordinaire (laughs) Jen Morris is here. Or Too Dolly Makeup, as you're known as well. Yeah. You can call me Jen, though. Okay, So Too Dolly. First name two, last (laughs) name gone. We're going to start the way we start every show and that's with our game. So it's for any of our readers of Her.E and our listeners or viewers of the show who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less. So in your own time. No pressure. No pressure. This has been
0: since I got the email about this. I've been thinking about it, writing down little (laughs) notes, I swear. So I had to get my housemate in on it. So balanced. Okay, nice. Inquisitive. Mm -hmm. Kind beauty content creator
1: nice awesome. yeah just
0: wrapped it up nice well done. you know that was
1: lovely i love how you before we were filming you said as well that you went back and listened to a few of the other six words or less mm-hmm. and you remembered not to <laughs> say loyal, loyal not to say <laughs> the word loyal oh God. let's just take it that everybody is loyal Everyone's everyone loyal. is loyal
2: every
0: single person although is loyal. Some people aren't, but everyone is loyal until they're not.
1: Everyone seems to think they're loyal. That's, this is the, t- that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the kicker. Everybody says that they're loyal. Mm-hmm. And they're great. I love that. I love balanced. Why do you say balanced? It's an interesting word to describe yourself.
0: I'm quite horizontal, as my housemate would describe me. Okay. Um, I don't really let things get me too much. Yeah. Um, sometimes I will be stressed, as anyone is really, but I'm quite level-headed. Okay. All the time and I'm very focused so if there's a task at hand it doesn't matter what's going to get in my way I'm very balanced I don't let anything kind of shake me from it. that's nice that's oh, a really that good must be very pleasant yeah <laughs> I my just... mom is like the most chill person ever like yeah. nothing shakes her yeah nothing so I think I get it from her okay so she just takes anything has a silver lining every single thing has a silver lining even the worst days are things when things go bad, it always has silver lining. So I think yeah. I get it from my mother. So what That's a nice, nice
1: way to live life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And also pretty crucial, I would say, given the job that you do. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about your career. So you are a beauty blogger. You have over 27,000 followers on Instagram. Am I right on yeah. that? Um, so tell me first, like, let's go back a little bit. Where did your kind of love of makeup and beauty start? I was always really into it, Okay. always like my whole
0: life. um, When I was about seven, my mom got me a teacher's chalkboard, you know, like the ones that yeah. you hang up. And I crushed off the chalk, they made eye shadows. Stop. <laughs> I was rocking like pastel blue.
2: That's real Cleopatra. Oh, yeah. That's how like first makeup was made. Using I, berries and yeah.
0: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> berries foraging <laughs> for the makeup. Um, but I still actually have, like I had basically my aunt got me this little trinket box and it's still stained on the inside because it was like a, like a, what's it, it's not clay. What are little trinket boxes made out of? Charcoal.
2: Or no, sorry. Not, no, I'm thinking of the... Chalk. Metal? Chalk.
0: Ceramic kind of thing. Ceramic-y, mm-hmm. stony type okay. situation. I was off. Um, but the inside of it is still completely stained from me mixing my cosmetics.
1: Wow. I love that your mom got you like a chalkboard and chalk as, as in maybe, maybe she's going to be a teacher. Sure. Maybe she wants to go into academics. Nah, and I'm like, going to crush, crush the shit, shit up. up. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um. I suppose I became a teacher of sorts. Yes, but, that's true, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I just, I was obsessed with it. And then as we were talking earlier on, I used to do dancing. Yeah. And I had my show every year and like my favourite, favourite time of the year was my mum would perch me up on our like green bathroom set. Yeah. And do me up in Elizabeth Garden. And you loved it. I loved it. It was always
1: Elizabeth Arden for oh, me. Oh gotcha. As well. yeah.
0: Toasty Beige to here.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <Sorry> <laughs> that was it.
1: It didn't matter what colour you should were have been from here <laughs> down. Your Instagram handle, yeah. Toasty, Toasty Beige. beige. <laughs> I feel like that might give people the wrong That's idea. True. It's funny how when I, I've spoken to like a few kind of makeup artists and beauty bloggers. Um, through the show, and a lot of them do say that they were always really, really obsessed, obviously, Mm -hmm. with with it growing up, because it's a passion. It has to be something that you're obsessed with, I think. Um, But at the same time, like I look at people now, and their obsession starts from such a young age, but they're also way better at what they're doing now Mm -hmm. than I was when I was 15 or 16. Now, I didn't have a passion. I only did it because all my friends were doing it, so I was like proper roller glitter, on the eyelids, roller glitter on the cheeks, put a bit of roller glitter on the lips. Like, it, basically, my makeup routine roller was roller, roller glitter. glitter. Yeah. And it just went all over. Um, so, and Elizabeth Arden, we didn't have these, no, like, or maybe we we're just, we didn't have YouTube, we no. didn't have tutorials like that, you know? Well,
0: I think if you think about it, really, we all have the wealth of the universe in our pocket. Yeah. So, for people that are really passionate about makeup now, when I got really into it, when I was about 13, 14, like I got really, really into makeup yeah. and my mom got me Kevin O'Quan's book. Okay. And that was my reference point. Yeah, And all those pictures were taken in like the late 80s, early 90s because yeah. he had passed away in the 90s. So, I mean, that was my reference point. YouTube didn't come along till I was like 15, 16.
1: Yeah. And like, a lot of it was just watching our mothers put makeup on because yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I used to do. I used to run in like steal my mom's powder and like put a bit just of powder right. on my face and then I thought I was wearing makeup.
0: Oh stop yeah. Literally I didn't
1: even put anything like I was just, that was it just a little bit of powder and the yeah. glitter of course. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. No, my yeah. mum
0: had this like I still to this day we actually found it the other day and I always remember she used to wear this lipstick by like Auraflame, I think it was it okay. was like Avon kind mm-hmm. of type situation mm-hmm. and it was had a gold bottom and like a scalloped white all around it and it was like a deep berry colour and I always remember it always remember it yeah and we found it the other day and it was mad because like a new man was hitting the town when like (laughs) that came out I was like she's going out the lippy's
1: out the only thing that I knew about Avon when I was growing up was that it was in all of the American movies the the Avon Avon lady lady. and I didn't know that that was a woman who would come to your door and sell you makeup Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't know that still happens I think yeah
2: uh, There's a number of brands that do it now. I've been like approached on the street being like, do you want to buy a set? I'm like, no. The new one is like unique,
1: I think. Nice, Avon lady. I just loved that. I I had no idea she could have been selling kitchens for all I knew.
0: I was a a door to door sky lady for a while. So was I, So
1: randomly. I don't think, I think it was a scam. I "I I don't think it was a real job. Did you make money? No. I did. (laughs) (laughs) One says yes, one says no. Now let, Let it just be known. I am a terrible salesperson. Oh, I'm not. I'm a I'm terrible a salesperson. salesperson. Like I literally just would go to the door and say, you want know, I'm guy. And um, in <laughs> that, in that voice. <laughs> And they would say no, and I would say you have a pleasant evening, and I would just depart because I don't feel like I should ever force anything on somebody. No, exactly why I'm a terrible salesperson. I'm such a good salesperson. Really? But I
0: don't. I'm not like I'm not forceful. I'm like real. You okay. Know? But I was very much the person that was like, go on, stick on the kettle there. I'll pop in and I'll just show you what we have to offer. Lovely. See Make that's, sure you're lo- in the house. that's
1: lovely. I just wanted to get <laughs> out of there. I wanted to be at home. <laughs> I just didn't want to be grown up um, anyway we digress so let's talk then about when you moved it on to kind of creating your YouTube t- channel and when you mm-hmm. decided that you wanted to maybe start doing tutorials because I watched one of your videos recently where you looked back on your first mm-hmm. tutorial that you had done and um, you look completely different as well so when yeah, when, when did you start making videos and kind of <sighs> dipping a- your toe
0: I would say it was when I went to college. So it was okay. like 2009, so I was 18. I'd started a, I started a blog when I was around 16. It was mm-hmm. called Makeup Madness.
3: Oh yeah, nice, Oh, I,
0: so you didn't start it as Too Dolly? No, it did not start it as Too Dolly. Too Dolly came from um, the first, I'd saved off the first kind of expensive, good makeup that I ever bought was a eyeshadow palette from MAC. It was from the Hello Kitty collection. Oh right, okay. And one of the shades in it was called Too Dolly, which was like, I love green and it was the green shade. So then I just ran with it nice. and changed everything to Two Dolly. I thought it was the best thing ever. 27 now, I'm not so sure about it, but it served me well. It's kind of become synonymous with you though. You can't mm-hmm. really change it now. No, no, I can't, unless it's something really good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, I, I had started a blog and then i have never really come across well in writing. Even in school, I'd never, you know... I could never get my point across on the paper, and mm-hmm. um, so one of my friends, Karina, one of my best friends, she actually said to me like, "There's these YouTubers and like they're doing videos, and at this point it wasn't really something that you could make a career out of, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but there was people like Lauren Luke mm-hmm. and Panacea eighty one, her name was, and she was massive, and Candy Johnson, and like there was these big American YouTubers that were." just doing a part-time, everyone was just doing a part-time. Yeah. And then Candy Johnson was the first person that was like, I'm now doing this as my career. And that was just like mad. I yeah. thought that was mental. So that's when I kind of started to teach myself how to create video and things like that. And yeah. like, obviously I don't think I've been super consistent in the last eight years doing it, mm. but it was probably in the last like three years, that's when everything kicked into like a high drive. Yeah. Um. I entered this competition with Rimmel and it was to create the London look and I actually ended up winning it internationally. Wow. Unbelievable. It was, I couldn't get over it. What was
1: the look? What did you do? So
0: it was really basic. I, I was unemployed at the time. I'd, I'd gotten the dream job that I just... Never ends up being the dream, Oh my God, the it? dream job <laughs> and... I couldn't believe it. And then four months in, I was like, oh my God, what do I, I do?" I hate yeah. this. I hate this so much. <laughs> and I actually got let go from the job and it was just a nightmare. Like anyone that I know that has worked in the place or, you know, we kind of come across each other in the industry now, it's, it's we all kind of say, we've <laughs> we got out of there. Um, wow. But I was unemployed. I was living in a home in Clamel and there was this competition You just had to create a one-minute video using Rimmel products. So I hot-footed it down to Boots with my Dole money. (laughs) (laughs) And I bought as much Rimmel stuff as I could. Mm. And I just created a really simple look. I did winged liner because I could always do winged liner. Mm. It was always my thing because I literally sat down one day and I was like, I'm not getting up. I bought a little eyeliner pot and I was like oh, I'm not getting off until I can do this so it was always something that I could do. some
1: severe dedication. Oh I I times? just don't
0: wear eyeliner because I can't I can't do it. Yeah. I can do a like winged liner for me is
1: just quick. Probably do it like in your sleep. Now.
0: It's just something literally I, I remember being so determined mm. and I bought a Stila smudge pot and the thickest brush ever. And I think that's why I'm good at it now because the brush I learned with was massive. Right, okay. Um, so I don't know how I managed to yeah. like finesse that. um, But I just did a really quick look and I uploaded it and then all of a sudden the entirety of Ireland started to get behind me. Like all the big, yeah. like the super bloggers, so like Pippa, like Marissa Carter was sharing it and saying like, this Irish girl is like, really out in front. Um, I ended up winning the international vote by like 8,000 votes. Wow. Which was mad. Mm. Um, I didn't actually win the competition, which was to meet Rita Ora, but I got a year's supply. supply. I mean, She was big at the time. To be fair, like,
2: you're grand, you know? Was that the the, the prize? Like, not a big dirty check? No,
0: the prize was, oh, not a big dirty check, but it was go over to London, (laughs) meet Rita Ora. Like, it was like a big thing.
1: It was a big thing. I mean, it would be. I'd like to meet Rita Ora in like Asda. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
0: But it was like you spent time with her and you filmed Got with it. her as
1: well. Oh, right. All right. Okay. And she was the big face behind the campaign at the time. She was huge She still is, I think. Yeah, is but she was
2: like proper. Yeah, like. Was in like Kate the Moss
1: used to be. If it was Kate Moss, I'd be like, okay, wow. Well, I'd love to have a cup of tea yeah. with her. A cup of tea <gasps> is what you're
0: having with mm-hmm. Kate Moss. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a, stiff drink. Like, a stiff drink. a stiff drink, I'd say. So, um, but like in the process, that so I think the competition was about three weeks long. Yeah. I ended up getting like 10,000 followers Delicious. on Snapchat. Right.
1: So it just became like this kind of huge thing that Everyone really. was like, helped. who's this
0: girl? Like, yeah. why is she getting so much recognition? And like, Snapchat was really popping off at the time. Yeah. Everyone was on Snapchat. Everyone was spending hours on Snapchat at nighttime. So people were constantly looking for new people to follow. Mm. So I suppose I was smart enough to keep diverting people over to my Instagram. Yeah. And like, I built my first kind of 10,000 on Instagram. So fast. Yeah. Uh, just, just because, because of I that
1: crossover. Yeah. The crossover.
0: I was just like, this is a moment, this is that like viral moment. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, I need to maximize on this as much as I can. So I just kept getting people across. But yeah, so it was just, it was a mad, mad experience. And out of that, then I got a year's supply of Rimmel products, which was like, at the time, it was the most makeup I'd ever seen in my life. So,
1: what is a year's supply? I was literally what? just gonna ask. I, well. just, <laughs> so I always hear about this and like, what does it look like? Does it come in packages?
0: It comes in a huge box. As in, like, my mother rocked up to me and she was like, "Why is
1: this? Because it was I so heavy." See, I thought they would continually refill you yeah. for like a, so a year. So you got
0: every lipstick, every eyeliner, lip pencil, eyeshadow palette, every single color product that they had. You got amazing, and then you got like. 15, 16 foundations. So yeah. they send you like three of these ones, four of these ones, whatever. That
1: would last me about five years. Oh, I sure. yeah. yeah. But
0: it just, it having that and winning that prize, it actually, it, like obviously I was on the dole at the time. Mm. It gave me stuff that I could create content with yeah. and do videos with and I had new things all the time. And like that whole experience opened such a door for me. It was mad. Yeah.
1: I'd say it gave you confidence as well because mm. I mean, looking at it from the outside in it's I'd say kind of an intimidating realm in terms Mm -hmm. of like I mean I see makeup artists now and bloggers and youtubers and you know they obviously just know their stuff so much but obviously you know your stuff Mm -hmm. as well but entering into it originally were you nervous or were you apprehensive or did you feel like you didn't belong. I don't think I got a chance to be nervous. Okay.
0: Because I entered it because I was like, mm, why not? Like myself. Well. I like makeup. I, I like makeup, yeah. and I'm sitting at home. I'm actually so bored because I couldn't get a job and yeah. I was so stressed out. Like I was going through a really tough time. You know that kind of. What am I doing with my life? Yeah, and existential mm-hmm. crisis or oh, crisis Everybody yeah. has Russell it. Russell yeah. Kane talks about this thing. He calls it a kitchen floor reset. Okay. And basically says that at least one point in your life, you'll be like on your mom's kitchen floor, being like, what am I
1: going to do? I've 100% <laughs> been there. Why is I it, the kitchen, got there yet. it is. the kitchen floor? That's terrible. It is. Kitchen
0: floor
2: reset Mm because you're like lying on the floor being like help me yeah
1: Yeah, help me pretty much yeah but
0: um yeah like a lot changed in that year so I just thought it was so exciting and then I got I remember getting invited to my first event and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) why am I being invited to this and then it just grew from there and I just really kept working on it yeah um and I never to be honest I never really saw it Becoming something that I'd be doing full-time like I am now and like I'm really grateful for that because Mm. It's such a dream like I get to create and Play with makeup and yes, there's obviously Not nice things to it, and it's stressful sometimes and sometimes you get abuse and like admin, but everyone does admin But like I get to do what my seven-year-old self wanted to do. Yeah
1: full-time That's That's pretty epic isn't it? Yeah, yeah Yeah. when you wake up in the morning um whenever I say that, say where the bell runs through my head. <laughs> <laughs> like constantly.
2: Don't know the words. So yeah, when okay. you
1: when you wake up in the morning and um <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. lads, come on, how to finish <laughs> It's in my head. I know. Okay. What's your routine? So I, I think sometimes when people are kind of independent and working for themselves like that, especially in your kind of industry, like do you have a very set routine of you do so? As in, if you know that you have to film three looks in one day, will you be rigid with your time? Because if I was at home, like I would lie in, I would kind of piss around the kitchen for a while, I would maybe go for a coffee. I just don't know if I have that ultimate discipline that you have to have in order to kind of work for yourself. No,
0: you have to be so disciplined. Yeah. And I got some really good invi- advice advice from Emma Manley. Oh yeah, the I love her. The very first week I started, I went to this event and we we're just chatting and I was like, oh, i have gone full time now. And like, I would met her at one of my first ever events with um, Urban Decay and I was just, she's so nice. and She's, she's lovely. Just she's lovely. been on the show a couple of times, I'm a big fan. And she asked me, she's like, are you getting dressed every day? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, you have to get dressed every day, every day. So since then, like I've taken it upon myself now to get up have a chair get dressed every day as if I was leaving even if I'm not going to leave the house that's, that's great really
1: advice so
0: because yeah. <clears throat> I did feel because the first week what I did is um again I got let go from a job mm-hmm. and I just had that real kind of now is the moment mm. because it was always like oh I'd love to try go full time but maybe after Christmas yeah or maybe after my birthday There was always something but on the long thing, summer but now it's summer. And I don't want to be trying that in suburb. But um, I got let go from a job just due to budgeting. And I was like, this is this, this is this is the moment now. I'm 27. I was like, if I wait another couple of years, like I won't, I'll be wanting to save for probably a house or yeah. somewhere to live or making a big decision in my life. I was like, now is the time that I can try it. And if it all goes belly up, it's actually grand, like, yeah. it's fine. So I just kind of went for it and I said, oh, I'm going to give myself a week off after finishing my job. And I just kind of lazed around. I was, like, in my pyjamas. And I remember turning to my housemate and just being like, oh, I feel like crap. You do, I just, though. You I feel, feel real like sluggish crap. and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, well, you haven't left the house in three days. And I was like, "Fair point." Know, <laughs> fair. Well made. I was like, I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> um, but ever since then, meeting Emma at that event and she's saying to me, you have to get dressed i just get dressed every day yeah because it's so easy for me i suppose i'm only filming from here up like i have my pajamas on, on like
1: <laughs> oh you know i think one of the great things about your instagram and and kind of you in general is you're very open and you're very honest mm-hmm. about uh, with your followers like you talk a lot about you know the fact that you've had lip fillers and you talk about that in terms of the beauty industry and how obviously a lot of people are getting it and It's saved as a highlight, if anybody wants to go and check out. (laughs) Like and subscribe. Um, Like and subscribe. So, uh, yeah, no, and why did you feel the need to kind of tell people about that? Did you do it because people might notice, or did you do it because it was just very natural for you to just be like, I'm I'm getting fillers now. I want to kind of take you on the journey with me, I guess.
0: I just thought it was really... A natural, normal kind of thing that yeah. people do
1: now, and oh, it definitely is normal that people yeah. do it now. People still don't really. I don't think that they talk about it as mm-hmm. much still. I think people are still Swept kind under of the rug. Well, they don't. I think some people want people to think that their lips are naturally like that overnight.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, like I shared it from the very start anyway. Um I follow this UK blogger called Twee and her her Instagram and YouTube is Xtweely she's actually incredible. She's amazing. And she has gotten serious surgery. Like she's um Vietnamese um her parents are Vietnamese but she's from London and she's had like eyelid surgery, her nose done, her oh chin, boy. she's had like a BBL and she shared it all now What's that's a BBL?
1: like Brazilian butt lift.
0: They basically take the fat from your stomach and put it in your ass.
1: I know what that is. Sorry, I didn't know it had a, an, abbreviation. an abbreviation. She couldn't yeah. sit down
0: for eight weeks. What? You Lie on your front. Do you, you lie on your front and you stand.
1: Oh my god, that's, that's my no nightmare. Way to live. No. I just eight weeks. sitting
0: for eight weeks, but I just it does look
1: sick though, does it?
0: She looks amazing. Yeah, she, she looks look incredible. Like, she, like herself. Yeah, before like just an like she does an version enhanced of version of herself. Like I think she's 2. quite 0. smart and she goes to really good doctors. Like when she went and got her eyelid surgery, she went to I think it was Vietnam or she went not Vietnam. Where'd she go? I can't Malaysia because she was like I want to go to a surgeon mm. that can deal with Asian features. Yeah, but she was so candid about it and she was very much. Like I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for anyone else. Yeah. And she just wants to give people the information if they were interested in getting any procedures or anything like that. Because even she talks can like a lot about her boyfriend is not into it. Right. Doesn't like the surgeries. Doesn't want to get any more surgeries. Or anything like that. But she's like, if I want to get surgeries, I'm gonna get surgeries. Yeah. But obviously, I think she knows like when not to take it too far. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I just think when I was getting lip fillers, I was like, people are gonna notice my mm-hmm. lips were really small and also i have a scar here i don't know if you can see my mm-hmm. scar oh yeah my brother hit me with like a rifle can we see? As a you with first. a what light a rifle <laughs> well a a f- a toy rifle Pretend. It's it's rip- like a age five <laughs> um but like i split my lip but oh. actually it's mad the filler makes you produce collagen the hyaluronic acid makes you produce collagen so the scar is actually going away oh no way oh, interesting bananas um, but I just was like, people are gonna notice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not just going to be like, oh, lads, I just, you know, got a new lip plumper, um, <laughs> and even nowadays, like, obviously I was very open from the start, but when someone new follows me, it's, one of the questions I get a lot is, oh, hi, like, do you have lip fillers, yeah. or, you know, whatever, and I'm like, check out my highlight, and yeah. it's all there, and I have two YouTube videos, and I don't know, it's just something people are really curious about, and they think it's this, like, horrific thing, whereas, Like, it's actually grand. It's in and out, like... Is it sore? It's stingy. Yeah. See, the thing is, you put numbing on before you go in, and then the actual... Um, wrestling has numbing in it, mm-hmm. so the more you get, the number you get. But
1: it, it's a it's a fashion trend as well. Like it might go away in a few years. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe the thin lips is what everybody's gonna want. Thin lips
0: were were they ever? No.
1: <laughs> no. It's not <laughs> no. Like, See, I like
0: even when I smiled, like my lip disappeared. My lip used to make me so I conscious. Smile, Yeah,
1: it makes me a bit self-conscious. Just the top one I get it from my mom, like her yeah. lips disappear when she smiles when I smile the top one completely disappears it does I'm trying to make it not now
0: (laughs) to be honest I don't think it was a deciding factor for me it was always something I wanted like I just I'm very into that like I'm not into natural yeah that much like I like my freckles and stuff but I
2: just it's kind of nice that you're willing love to admit a
0: bit that Genos, love nails yeah. love a bit tan
1: yeah know, why not we're going to talk a little bit more about surgery after the break um, specifically one um, person's surgery that kind of took over the entire internet um, but first it's January a lot of people are taking part in dry January another group of people are taking part in Harry. so Laura Jackson is a student from Exeter and she came up with Januhary, uh, and women are basically being encouraged to not shave anymore in order to raise money for body positivity education program so I caught up with her earlier in the week I'm joined on the line now by Laura Jackson. Laura is a university student from Exeter in the UK, and she started a campaign that's known as January. So essentially women have stopped shaving for the month of January in order to raise funds for a body positive education program. So Laura, thank you so much for joining me on the line today. Hello, thank you for having me. Hi, I'm delighted to talk to you finally. I don't know, well you don't know this, but I actually wrote a story about you probably over a year ago, and it was when you kind of started growing out your body hair initially. And I'm presuming that that was kind of the catalyst that started this whole January movement. Is that right?
3: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I um, started growing out my body hair and I did it for a show that I um, wrote and performed in. I chose to do it. Um, and I had a reason to do it, but I, when I first did it, I felt really uncomfortable and self-conscious. I was apologising to people when they saw it, um, and I just, after a little, t- I realised why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I acting like this about my body in its natural way? And after a little bit of time, after it grew out a bit, I was like, I really loved it. And I really came into myself and I became more confident and I had such a better relationship with my body. And this is my personal experience with my body hair. But I think it was because I chose to do it and making that choice of of embracing something that I've been shaming my body for having for such a long time. It just suddenly made me feel so much more attuned with myself and it's great but yeah that's sort of where I first started doing it and I realized you know this there's so much more we need to do to be able to understand each other fully and truly and I had friends and family who didn't understand it still and were giving me quite negative responses and and asking if I was being lazy or if I was trying to prove a point by having body hair and why do we have to be doing either why can't we just have it why can't we just have a body way? and it's body and it's in its natural way of being so uh yeah and then over September time I was having a conversation and with some women at the Women of the World Festival in Exeter and uh there we were talking about body hair politics and we just sort of thought of I just realized there's so much more we need to do um to get it out there about how normal this is and then that's sort of where I thought of January and making a big group of supportive women to have an incentive to work together and and break some social
1: norms. (laughs) I mean, definitely you are completely breaking social norms in terms of the fact that this has made global headlines. And you've gotten, there's been quite a strong reaction and I think what kind of interested me the most is that obviously everybody knows about November, for example you see men walking around with crazy mustaches in the month of November you know that they're you know raising money for something so this is essentially what you're doing with January as well so you are raising money for an organization but Does it kind of bother you that the conversation is more about why women are doing this? And also there's been a huge reaction from men kind of on social media and people like Piers Morgan as well has kind of commented Mm -hmm. on this. I'm actually going to quote him. So he actually said, Surely even in these divisive times we can all unite on one thing. Hashtag January is lazy and revolting. How did that make you you feel? Because obviously you started this as something that was just purely... About positivity.
3: Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize it was going to get this big at all. I saw maybe this is a project for some of my friends and and some people who like mutual friends just to maybe get together and be a bit more aware of this, but it just got bigger and bigger, which is fantastic. And it's had such positive responses and such loving responses. And people have thanked me for giving them the space to be able to, to express themselves like this. And it's really, really good. But yeah, there also has been a lot of negative responses from men and women who just don't understand it. And it's okay. I think Well, you know, we do need to change that. But I didn't understand it at one point, probably this time last year. I didn't understand it. And I thought I, you know, I looked at it as something that's abnormal. And I don't think I would have gone as far as commenting a lot of the stuff that people have. But this project is about helping people to understand like how normal this really is and how, you know, we should be able to do whatever we want with our body hair and and feel accepted for whatever choice we make with it. And, um, yeah, Piers Morgan as well. I mean, I have heard a lot about that. I I laughed at everything he said straight away. I didn't take offense to it. I think, um, yeah, at the end of the day, women aren't doing... um, We're not doing what we're doing for the sake of trying to please a man. Mm -hmm. And we don't live our lives to try and please men and what they find attractive. We are doing it for ourselves. And that's what's important. And, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, all of this negative... Um, feedback from people is just helping our campaigns it's helping us understand why we're doing it and who we're doing it for and you know just trying to get them to understand this
1: I always find it really interesting when like the there's these select few celebrity pictures of famous women who have like raised their arms at an award ceremony or something like that like Julia Roberts and Madonna and they have hair under their arms and it's always these pictures that kind of get paraded out when anybody talks about women growing out their arm hair and it's almost this reaction of shock even though like (laughs) do people think that we're bald from the eyebrows down as in like this isn't a shocking thing this is actually like when you hit puberty you start to grow hair on your body that's That's what happens to men and women. Um, And I suppose a part of this is kind of breaking down those shock beliefs that this is the only way that women are expected to be because like the advertisements for razors, for example, on, on TV, that is like a woman shaving her leg and there's not a hair to be seen on that leg. So January aside, is this now your new lifestyle? Like have you adopted being hairy and accepting it and loving yourself for that reason and kind of ignoring what society says
3: completely completely i think for me anyway when i grew out i started to really love it and i kept it for ages i kept it for about eight months um but then i shaved it at the beginning of january to join in with everybody and yeah. the growing process and I really, really miss my body hair. <laughs>
0: <Really>?
2: <laughs> I've had it
3: like I know it's slowly growing back, but I really miss it. Yeah, I feel odd not having it on me. It's, it was a big part of me, and I think it was it was like you know, excuse the pun. It was a good, big growing process for me having it having it there, mm. and I think like shaving it off, it's just odd. It's like I was shaving a part of me away, which we are.
1: Yeah. But
3: um, yeah, i definitely after January myself. I'm gonna keep going out, and I think I'm just gonna. Stay hairy because I love it and I I love my body hair, but anybody can, the people who are joining in with January, they don't have to stay hairy. This isn't a campaign that's saying all women should be hairy forever. Mm. It's, uh, It's saying that we should have the choice. So uh, at the end of it, people said they might shave, they might wax, and you can do what you want, you know, but it's just about understanding that we have that choice and it should be okay to choose whatever we want to do. But I think a lot of people will surprise themselves at the end of the month um, with with their body hair and what they choose to do with it.
1: So like you said, we are kind of bang smack in January now. So if people are kind of only hearing about it now or if they haven't taken part, they can still donate, though. You're, you're raising money for a body positive education program. Isn't that right? So can you tell us how people can maybe get in touch and, and maybe find out a little bit more about the campaign?
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, um, first first of all, I'm actually, like, saying I'm encouraging people to still sign up and join in. Yeah, we are in January, and there is, like, yeah, in the middle of it, but we're still challenging ourselves and other people no matter Mm. when we start or stop this growing process. So I'm still encouraging people to to join Join in in, with them challenging these stereotypes. But also, um, yeah, of course, we're raising money for Body Gossip. There is a crowdfunding page uh, for raising money to support their education program to go into schools and um, educate young minds between the ages of 13 to 18 about um, just reflecting on their views on their bodies and how they view themselves and other people which is so brilliant to Mm. have in schools and I wish I had that in my school Um, and it does ring very true to uh, what January is about it's just how you view yourself and how you view other people and how you know just to learn to love each other more. So you can donate to that on the crowdfunder, which is linked on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for January. And um, there's also signed forms on there as well, on the Facebook one. And uh, yeah, yeah. And share, share January posts, um, support everybody involved. You don't have to sign up, and but you can still be supportive, you know. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends who are really, really joining in and really helping out, but they're not. Um, Growing up the body hair, which is fine. Choose what you want to do, but make sure it's you're choosing it for yourself and for nobody else
1: Absolutely. Well, it's hashtag JanuHairy on every social media that you go onto. You'll be able to find out more if you do want to go and support it. Laura, I think it's fantastic what you're doing Um, I can't believe that you're only in college and you've started this kind of global campaign that every Country in the world is talking about so fair play and hopefully next year (laughs) We've all grown up a little bit and it will be more like November, and everybody will just be incredibly hairy. I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, so we're back. That was Laura Jackson there. So hashtag JanUHairy. I think it's incredible what Laura's doing. This has made global headlines. Yeah, she's Um, gone viral. Mm -hmm. She's gone completely viral and it all just started because she was growing out her own hair. It's a great thing and you can go and follow Laura Jackson and hashtag January on all social media and you'll find out more information about it. So uh, I haven't done it this month, but I'm gonna maybe donate and kind of.
2: I haven't not done it now that I'm reflecting on it personally.
1: Yeah, take a look at those ankles there. They're looking good. They're looking good. I'm just shaved my ankles. There you um, there's another story that I kind of want to talk about before I let you go, and that was something that really I was fascinated by this story, and it kind of hit the beauty community and the wider community really hard. Um, So basically, for anybody who doesn't know, there is a London-based drag performer, makeup artist, and he's also an illusionist kind Mm -hmm. of extraordinaire as well. His name is Elliot Rents, or Alexis Stone, as he's known online. And basically, back in August, He put up this video and he said, you know, I'm constantly being trolled, I'm constantly being called botched, Uh, I don't like the way I look, so I'm going to change it. So he announced to the world that he was going to have this massive facial surgery and reconstruction. Um, And then there was a few little things that came over the next few months, a picture of him post-surgery with like tubes coming out of his face and like bruising, like crazy stuff. and then he kind of did this reveal, and it was revealed that he had, he introduced his new face and it included fat grafts to his nose, which I didn't even think was a thing, his forehead and his chin, as well as chin and cheek implants and an eye lift as well. And he said this had nothing to do with vanity and everything to do with sanity. So I mean, before you know, we all knew what was happening, this was massive. Yeah. And then the comments that started coming mm-hmm. were, Awful. People said mm-hmm. that he looked like a burn victim. People said, this is why your ex-boyfriend killed himself. Like, just, her, oh, like, oh, horrific. Hell. He lost 65,000 followers in a week. Like, insane in amount of week. backlash. Mm-hmm. He posted up something then about, you know, I'm struggling to deal with the negativity, and he screenshotted a bunch of the really, really harsh yes. comments. Um, and then it was all a joke. A hoax. It was a hoax. Like, it wasn't... Real. He didn't do it. He ripped off, it was all just prosthetics. prosthetics on his face, and he did it as this social experiment. And then he released this 35 minute documentary, which you can watch on YouTube, uh, talking about the entire it's process behind it. It's so fascinating. And then everybody was kind of backlashing on the backlash, as in people were saying, well, hold on a second. Is plastic surgery really performance art? Is that what's happening now? Like, why did you do this? Did you just do it to f- to sell a face mask, which I actually think he released at the same time? Yeah, yeah, he's got like this face
0: mask thing going on. That actually wasn't. I actually read about that because I thought that was really weird as well. I was, thought well, it was And weird... I was like, how did he tell that company? Were there like NDAs involved uh, yeah. or, or what? That actually came, that collaboration came while he had... The face,
3: oh, the like okay. Jocelyn
0: Wins- Willstein face. Yeah. Um, that came then and they said, we want to do this reconstruction mask. And it's all based ar- around that ratio. What's that perfect ratio called? Oh, I can't remember. couldn't tell you now. But it's like the beauty ratio. Right. And okay. um, it's you, know, you see it a lot. It's like that.
1: Colour. Yeah. It's that just that perfect. And you see yeah. that.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. that came during that. So then I think he told them then, look, this is, this is the joke. Yeah. This is the dope it's, it's, it's a hoax.
1: It was incredible. Like, the, the headline in paper was how I convinced the world I fucked up my face, you know? And it was just, it was genius, I thought. And the more I learned about them, the more I realized, okay, he'd actually gotten a pretty hard time before about surgery that he had been through anyway, because he'd yeah. had, like, a nose job, and he does have... Fillers, so and, and them, he yeah, does yeah. have things in his face. His face does look surgically altered. Nothing compared to what he did. Yeah. He actually modelled it on that woman. Justin What's her name? Wilson. Yeah, who's like the infamous cat lady yeah. who like spent think... four million on her face or something yeah. crazy like, like that. He
0: showed like the power of people's words. Yeah, which were very much like, "You think I'm botched? I'll show you botched." Obviously, he wasn't. This was a whole plan that he had made, and he put his life savings essentially into mm. it. But if he was mentally unstable, like he could have gone and done something really drastic. Yeah. You know, and for all the people that were giving him hate and giving him abuse and things like that, no one took a step back to say, "Wait a minute, like maybe there's something not right here." Yeah. Like he seems to be really isolated. He seems to be on his own, and like that was kind of the broader picture. Um, I was like, I followed him for years. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram. Um, didn't wasn't really on his YouTube that much at all yeah. now, but on Instagram I followed because he does these. transformation he can paint
1: any celebrity on his face yeah it's crazy and he like frequently goes viral because of these Mm -hmm. kind of transformations that he does but my
0: thing was i had my doubts
1: you didn't think it was real
0: no i thought it was real i did believe that it was real i did believe that it happened in some extent and i kind of hoped that It wasn't real, really.
1: Wow, because I had no idea. See, like, I followed had... him as well. Oh, you'd
0: believe, but you believe what you see. The giveaway for me was okay, okay, his career is built off these transformations. He wouldn't transform his face that much because he wouldn't be able to work, that's he a wouldn't good be able point. to transform himself. Because that's the thing, even though he does have fillers and a nose job mm. and things like that as well, his face was actually quite like featureless, so to speak. Yeah, it was
1: pretty much a blank canvas, yeah, yeah. and
0: then also there was two lines running down the side of his mouth. And I was like, that's so weird that, like, he obviously went to either a poor surgeon or else it's not real.
1: It looked very botched, as in those mm-hmm. those lines that came down here are very much like, I can't pronounce her name. Jocelyn Wilson. Jocelyn um, has it. And it's very much a botched facelift. So yeah, the yeah. two lines, When I looked at it after I knew what was going on, I was like, oh, I probably should have twigged that that looked very fake. But I questioned it.
0: I was going to ask, did people think? I saw a lot of people. Now, I didn't comment because I felt like if he did make that decision, what help is it going to be me saying, oh, my God, like, I hope you're okay," And why did you do this, Elliot? Mm. Or That's not going to be no use to anybody. So I just kind of, step back obviously like and he wasn't kind of waiting for my comment but <laughs> yeah. um, I kind of hoped that it wasn't real that it, there was some kind of gag to it and even myself and Mark Rogers uh, oh, yeah. just before Christmas we had lunch and we were speaking about it and I was like I kind of hope that like it's some elaborate hope Hoax, yeah. and literally the minute I saw it I was like oh my god I knew um, it, yeah, because he was obviously hurting quite a bit mm-hmm. um, if you watch the documentary you as well he's that, going yeah. through like he's sobriety from alcohol and cocaine. And yeah. like he's going and he through started a that. lot. He
1: started that at the time of this transformation, mm-hmm. as in like the first part back in August when he kind of began documenting it, I think he was only like eight or nine days sober. Mm-hmm. So like okay. he was on this journey anyway, yeah. which I'd say was just filled with ups, and, ups downs and downs as it is and self-doubt and oh my mm-hmm. God, are people gonna know or what am I gonna do? And then to be dealing with your sobriety at the same time. But he said only
0: five people knew. That's crazy. Only five people knew and yeah. had, they all signed NDAs. And even on Christmas Day, like I read this article because uh, as inquisitive again. I just like to know everything. Like I find things really fascinating, especially about humans, yeah. the human condition. Yeah. Um, but even on Christmas Day, his mother knew, obviously, because he had to tell his mother. Mm-hmm. But his mother's partner and his par- mother's partner's daughter didn't know. So on Christmas Day, he had to wear like the stunt mask. Oh, God. So he had... A lot of prosthetics that would show different levels of healing. Yeah. But he had these stunt masks as well that were much easier to put on. So he could put on a headscarf and put and on this like stunt a cap mask.
1: And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he could go out. It would
0: be the shape of it. It would be the general shape yeah. of it. But if someone got really up close to him, it wouldn't be as in detail. Yeah. Because he said he couldn't risk that he would go out and someone would be like, oh, I saw him. And like he's after spending however
1: much money. It's just such a huge commitment to essentially what is... A social experiment you know mm-hmm. i a mean big fat lie. well it's a big fat lie but it, it, it's all intentional as in yeah. like he was obviously mm-hmm. doing it for and the thing is like it's really interesting in the article um the kind of final word on it is like why did you do this like what was the reasoning behind it and he just said to show like the power of makeup essentially mm-hmm. and the power of the way that you look and the way that people are then reacting to it so i think he wanted to show the amount of reaction that his face can get yeah. and negatively. I mean, essentially it's it shows how quick people are to say to attack. you're sick, you're awful, yeah. there's something wrong with you, why would you do this to yourself? And and like like you said, like I know you were saying he's not waiting for my comment, but you sat back on it and you didn't say anything. No. But like should anybody really be what? talking about other people in that kind of way? I have never sat in front no. of a computer and said and wrote something mean about somebody and posted it on a picture of them. People do. But people do it Uh so often, and I just don't understand the psyche behind how they can do that.
2: No. It's usually people with like internal issues with
0: themselves, though. Yeah. But you know what? something Mm. really small, kind of, this is related in a way. um, So when I first got that big kind of boost on Snapchat, Mm. and I was on Snapchat all the time and things like that as well, so I had Invisalign. I'm not finished Invisalign yet, but um, I had Invisalign and at the time I hadn't gotten Invisalign. And this tooth right here was back. It was sitting back. So it looked like I had from certain angles, it looked like I was missing a tooth. Okay. You would not believe the amount of people that would message me being like, how did you lose your tooth? Really? You miss a tooth? Or is it just weird? Are you missing a tooth? And it got to the point where I was literally like, I would cry when someone sent me a message. So I was so conscious of it, I wouldn't, like I'd only smile from this side. or And if I was on this side, I'd make sure I was really this way so they could see it. And so yeah,
1: I was going to ask, how does it, how does that make you feel? Obviously not good. Not good. It's
0: well, it was something that I was conscious of my whole life. Anyway. I always felt like I was Mr. Tooth. Mm. Like, it, like, looked like I was missing, I had a big gap here. Yeah. But I just think, obviously, not to the extent that Elliot was getting it, or Alexis, um, that he was getting this constant droves of abuse. But, like, for me, getting that tiny little thing and people just kept messaging me about it, I could only imagine, I couldn't yeah. even conceive how he felt of people telling him every day, you're disgusting, or kill yourself, yeah. you're worthless. I just like, wouldn't be able oh to do God. it. Oh my God.
1: And people are now saying, I was looking on Twitter at some of the reactions to it now, and people are just saying like, oh, you know, they're still giving him hate. They're just like, January 1st, I need a little bit of attention. Oh, I'm going to do this. And, and all this kind of stuff. I just don't know how you could put up with that personally. No. I just know that I wouldn't be able to do it. But I mean, aside from the tooth thing, like how do you deal when people are commenting on, because obviously your face is there, like this is what you are Mm -hmm. essentially selling, you know, like obviously you're talking about brands and you're talking about makeup, but it's you that's kind of front and center. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with that? And do you get much hate or is our life, I like to think that we're not heinous. No,
2: I
0: don't really get hate. There was one time I got a shout out from someone and followers from that person came over and they were the nastiest people. Really? And I knew, because there was a direct correlation between, wait, I wasn't getting this abuse last week. All of a sudden now. All of a sudden, wow, why so am I it now? so you can see now?
3: that. Oh, yeah, you can kind of feel yeah. it. And
0: like, obviously, like, she who shall not be named, Bloggers Unveiled. Um, I was Bloggers Unveiled for about a week. Stop, were you? And it was a nightmare. Oh my God. I had to get my boss to send an email to a publication to be like, leave her alone.
1: Please no leave her alone. Way.
0: But it was honestly the closest thing I've ever felt. Because like obviously, you know, you look at someone like even the other night, Faces by Grace, Grace Mongi, yeah. who's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And she did a great video the other day on Instagram. These videos, they're 60 seconds. They look like they're easy. The amount of work that goes into them. No, yeah. Filming, editing, lighting, everything, the concept, actually doing it, you mm. know, it takes so long. And someone commented from like a faceless account and was it's like. Awesome. Um, like why do you look like this and you're so lazy this, that and the other and it was so vile like it was yeah. so violent and like this person is hiding behind a faceless troll account mm-hmm. which is what's happening now a lot in the Irish industry because I think in America and the UK people don't really care Yeah, they can kind of they'll say what they want and they just think oh, I'm just being honest whereas in Ireland cowards like you know people absolutely it's a small facebook, industry people you may know like yeah ni- like anytime you add someone on facebook mm. or and like that oh my god you know this person you know this person yeah it's a small small country and even the top level celebrities and celebrity bloggers probably are maybe two degrees separation yeah know someone who knows someone who knows someone who so- knows someone. absolutely
1: so people are hiding behind. people are hiding behind yeah.
0: so you don't even know who it is sometimes and Like, people can be really nasty and they'll find something that they know you're conscious of Mm. and they'll they'll dig at it. Yeah. Do you know what I discovered yesterday? What, Rebecca? Someone
2: wrote a full article about how terrible I was at journalism. A neo-Nazi website... Did basically critiqued one of my articles, included photos of me. What? It's bonkers. Someone tweeted me being like, "You got mentioned in this on the Daily Stormer, which is like a neo-Nazi propaganda website." Oh my god! I think I saw that. You were in that, that tweet as I well. I was yeah. in the tweet. So I finally went in and I was like, "What?" I clicked What's in saw
1: saw it wasn't about me, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, "I didn't see it was about it you." It was basically
2: a full article written about how I'm terrible. Wow! It was. Amazing I didn't read it read. Rebecca because I thought it was, it was amazing so dead, to read. I was like, thank you for the click Thank you for clicking into my article. Enjoy your read
1: I thought that it, it was, was a, like just no, one of those dead links of no, spam or a something whole like that article
2: like included like a picture of me my byline my name all this like personal stuff about me and
1: then basically was like a full critique of my article that I it was so weird. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we've, we've spoken for some reason we, we seem to always kind of come back to trolls on this show and it's just something because I'm interviewing women a lot of the times who are kind of in the public eye and who are doing um, incredible things within their own industry. And, you know, we talk about the struggles that they have as well and we talk about the the things that they face on a day-to-day basis and just time and time again, it's coming up against these people who are just intent on tearing other people mm-hmm. down. And it's kind of a very sorry state of affairs. I've just, I've just never been able to get my head around how... You can comment on somebody that you don't know. Yeah. Like, I, like, 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 and literally, it's not like you're printing it, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not it's like not you're saying it to your friend yeah. in a coffee shop. Like, things on the internet are there forever, you know? Yeah. It's, it's scary. And then if you clap back at all, they're like, oh my God, why are you so defensive?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I, so weird. But you know what I always kind of... The way I always think about it is, and like I've said it before when I have spoken about troll accounts and things like that as well, because I do have quite an open dialogue with my followers, which I think is great because my followers, a lot of them are the same age as me. So it's kind of, we've similar experiences. Is that if you look at someone's Instagram, so just say you follow someone religiously on Instagram, you're probably seeing 15 to 20 minutes of their day. Yeah. And you think you know them. I know, yeah. You've no idea that's what I think is right what funny. that person is going through. Mm. Maybe they've had a terrible day, maybe something going on with their family, maybe there's something that's going on in their personal life. Yeah. I'm not gonna hop on Instagram and be like, I'm so upset over this, that and the other mm. like I don't think it's constructive for anyone and People just don't know. So, these troll accounts could hit you on like a really bad day. Yeah. Like a terrible day, and they don't care. No. They literally don't care. And you look like the bad person if you message back. Mm. Absolutely. If you call them out, you look like you're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. That the, the one that gets me so bad, this one really makes me mad. She you put herself out there, You should be able to take it. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. No one should have to take emotional abuse. Would you up to me in abuse, a pub and like, say that to me to my face? No. No. They wouldn't. No. I dare you. Not. I dare you to. But the
0: thing is, I always, like, anytime I've gotten bad messages, which I will say are few and far between, I've been very, very lucky. Yeah. Anytime I have gotten messages, I was like, would you actually come up to me in person and say that to me? Like, and spit the visceral that you're, you're saying. Yeah. Would you say that? It's They're insane. like, no. Like, well, I just think what you did. And I'm like, Well, why do you think that's bad or why do you think this is bad? Half
1: the time, I don't think they're expecting a response at all. And half the time, it's almost as just they just want to do it for maybe their own attention or whatever. Mm -hmm. But a really good point to think about the fact that you're only seeing a snapshot of these Mm -hmm. people's day, you know, like you're not Mm -hmm. seeing everything that they're going through in the day. So, think twice before you comment. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it at all. What is wrong with you? Sound. Like, what is wrong with you? I don't understand. It's going to be one of those things that we look back on like Trump and it's just going to be like, <laughs> do you remember when everyone was fucking dickheads to everybody yeah. on the internet and everybody was trolls and nobody really knew what was going on? <laughs> I hope that this is just a moment that we're dealing with and eventually mm-hmm. it will go away and everyone will just talk about it like a really bad moment in history. Yeah. Hopefully. Like Trump, yeah. So Jen, tell us before I let you go, what's coming up for you in the future? Tell us about do you have any big plans? Do you have any big collaborations coming up? Can you give us anything? I can't give anything, Oh, really? go on. <laughs> Um I'm just gonna be working really, really hard.
0: I feel like twenty nineteen is gonna be my year. Yeah. Nice. Um, I love I'm that. really just I'm very focused and I just want to hone my craft and learn as much as I can and just be the best me that I can be, and keep doing your team.
1: your looks on Instagram and stuff like that. When you're doing your Instagram as opposed to like YouTube, do you film it all and then just edit it in a different way for Instagram, or are you just predominantly filming it for Instagram now? I'm predominantly filming for
0: Instagram. Okay. That's my main platform. Yeah. But it's so funny because that girl I was speaking about earlier on, tweet that mm-hmm. UK blogger. She has like she's really good. She shares everything. Yeah. Like everything, like lighting, setup, filming, editing. Every single thing that she does on Instagram, she's a million followers. She's like, I don't care if you know something, it doesn't make me
1: get less. I think you should share some of that because that's, Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in that aspect of it. Like, I love. Like A lot of people, I don't think, understand the work that goes into, like you said earlier, those one-minute mm-hmm. videos. And I think a lot of people would be really... Like, I asked you off-camera, like, do you have a ring light and stuff like that? Yeah. I, I'm what just, goes into it? Like, well, I'm just a bit of a nerd anyway. Like, I want to know about the lighting and the setup mm-hmm. and, and the camera that you're using and the editing and stuff like that. I know not everybody would be interested mm-hmm. in that. But I think a, a lot of followers of... Beauty bloggers like yourself Mm -hmm. would be shocked to know how much work goes into it, and they think like, oh, they just get to go to all these amazing events and they they get get free free stuff all the time. It's like, well, actually, there's a lot of work behind it.
0: Well, also like something that I actually, it was like a big, it was like my Kendall Jenner (laughs) big announcement was, like I only bought myself a Mac. I bought myself Mac like four weeks ago, uh, my first ever Mac, and I was like, oh yeah, when I paid for it, I actually wanted to start sweating. and (laughs) the guy's really nice, he was like, I'll give you a free case, and I was like,
1: okay. Um, (laughs) That makes up for the three grand you just took off. But
0: I had been editing on my phone. Really? The whole time, yeah, and it was really hard. That's so impressive. It was really, really hard because it's very, like, small and the screen is tiny. And you so you were filming so much. on your phone? I was filming on a camera, editing on my phone. Wow. Because um, okay. you have iMovie on the phone as well. Yeah, so yeah. I use Final Cut Pro now. Moved to the big leagues. Thank nice, God. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm a real grafter. Yeah. Like, if I want to do something, I'm going to teach myself how to do it. Mm. And I'm going to learn how to do it. And am I going to be great at it first? No. But, like, I will become really good at it. Yeah. Always. Because I just I work really that. hard. Self-belief is key. It's just I work I work really hard if I want to do something or if I want to achieve something. Mm. I, I'm, like, obsessed with it. Not in a bad way, but it's like I just... like the winged eyeliner. The winged eyeliner. Just sit down. I'm yeah. really determined. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to learn how to edit. And I saw someone say you could edit on an iPhone. So I learned how to edit an iPhone. And I did that. Like, I built 27,000 followers on Instagram on an iPhone. That's really impressive. So, God only knows what's going to come now because now I have my equipment. Like I am more productive, Mm. definitely way more productive with the the laptop because even tomorrow I'm going home to Tipperary and I can edit on the bus the whole way down,
1: Nice, you know,
0: so it's, it's just, it's a dream. I'm delighted. But I think like that's one thing people always ask me is kind of, how do you start out? Yeah. And people think they need this big equipment and lighting Mm. and all this kind of stuff. I started out with a lamp that I had leaned against a radiator so it was sideways and shining at me. Okay. Yellow light. One of those lazy arms from Pennies mm-hmm. and my phone attached to the end of it. Nice. That's how I started. And like if you want to do
1: it, you'll do it. That's brilliant. That's I feel awesome. inspired. So Maybe I, I should be a beauty. Should blogger. we do that? I yeah. think I should, yeah. <laughs> to hell with this crap. <laughs> She quits. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it was incredible to have you in. It was great to finally meet you as well. I've been following you for a while. I can't wait to see what's coming next for you as well, now that you have your Mac. Jesus Christ. like Anything goes. Any yeah. absolutely anything goes. So thank you so much to thank Jen you. and Becca, of course. Thank you so much for joining us as well. Thank you to Laura Jackson who joined us on the phone as well. And thank you to everybody who's helping behind the scenes. I'm Leave Mar and we will chat to you next week.